All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Press Play Podcast, the second part of our Horror Month double feature. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> we're also the only podcast that thinks that if you are a person that cares anything about the Try Guys scandal, we don't want to know you. My name's Seth. I'm Ian, and also like to point out that I don't give a shit about Tom Brady's divorce. <laughs> I'm Dasher. I don't know what Seth's talking about. and uh, I don't either. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. That just means that Giselle's single, so everybody literally has a chance now. <laughs> yeah. And everyone? Go get, go get him, Tiger. You're, you're going to do great. She'll be lucky to have you. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't she? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw I saw this earlier. It's like if they if they split everything 50-50, uh, Giselle will have uh, a couple more rings than Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. She didn't even have to oh, play. Oh, boy. Damn. I know, right? That's great. All oh, right. She, Oh, she played all right. Anyway, oh, she played. Um, so Seth, I, I did mention this was uh, this was a uh, second part of our double feature for Horror Month. Uh, we missed a week, so we're going to make up for it by giving you guys something special. Uh, go watch our previous episode of uh, covering Ian's pick, American Werewolf in London. Uh, today is my pick, and we are going to cover the George Romero, Stephen King, Tom Savini collaboration, the Holy Trinity of Horror. We're going to watch. Well, we're going to cover Creep Show. A, an anthology film, and something I've never seen, something Ian has only seen one short of, and uh, Dasher, you have seen this, have you not? Several several times, yes. Okay. So, uh, Ian, do you want to go first, or you want me to? Uh, actually, you know what, uh, you go ahead. All right. So, as, uh, you know, anyone who listens to us regularly, especially you two, you know that I am uh, light on the horror uh, it's not a genre that I've delved deeply into, uh, and I think I, you know, as I as I've gone and watched more and more films and become to become uh, you know more appreciative of the genre, I think it's just the the paranormal shit that I hate. Mm. I am actually surprisingly with you on that because that's probably one of my least favorite yeah. genres. But I, I I know what you're saying, like. Because it's it's actually a genre that has been around for as long as film has been around, and it just keeps continuing to grow. The horror mm-hmm. genre is probably one of the most disrespected, I feel like, when it comes mm-hmm. to critics and, you know, just general audiences. But there are those films that you just cannot help but admire and respect. Mm-hmm. And we're trying and, to get you to watch those. Yeah. Yes, and uh, this one... Uh, holy shit, did I enjoy myself. This is a fun fucking time. This is exactly, this is this is quintessential spooky month, Halloween, watch with the family. This is great. Yeah. Every part of this is wonderful. It is. It really is. And, uh, I mean, from, from Stephen King's screenplay to George Romero's direction, uh, he edited one short. And uh, t- down to and Tom Savini's special effects, his, his makeup effects, and practical effects. This is a this is an absolute masterpiece, in, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, in, in horror genre filmmaking. Because this is definitely a genre flick. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they took a lot of inspiration from the old EC comics that uh, did a lot of, uh, there were a lot of horror comics that tales from the crypt and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And originally uh, the idea for the collaboration between King and Romero was that he, uh, Romero wanted to film the stand and yeah, they said, he did. no. Yeah. 
And uh, King said, well, why don't we just do a comic book? We, mm-hmm. we, we both love these EC comics. Why don't we just bring those to life? And then we get Creepshow. Yeah. Uh, Which, and in, retro- course- in retrospect, I wish Romero would have done the stand because it would have been a much better film, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I- some of these uh, shorts, like, uh, uh, I'll think of their names later, but some of them are actually Stephen King short stories, which I thought was, uh, it, it's, it's pretty easy to write a screenplay if you already wrote the fucking short story. So, um, I actually know, see, I, and I don't mean to interrupt you there, but I, um, Seth had mentioned the EC comic book earlier. I actually used to read those comic books all the time. Well, before I even saw the film, <clears throat> um, every single one of the shorts in the film are straight from the comic books. Every single <laughs> one of them. No, I'm pretty sure the one where Stephen King played the hillbilly and the crate were based on Stephen King's short stories. No, the crate was 100% in the comic books because I specifically read that comic book. Now, the well, he, the, the one where Stephen King actually acts in, which we'll get to that, um, <laughs> you might be right, but the crate, by far, straight out of the pages of the comic book. Well, I do, I do so, know that this uh, screenplay took uh, King 60 days to write. Hmm. Which so, is about two days shorter than it takes for him to write his books because goddamn does he pump them out? He definitely does. I, I love I, I love his sass when um, George R. R. Martin asked him. He's like, because he's so far behind on the Game of Thrones shit that they had to just keep writing without him. And George R. R. Mm-hmm. Martin was like, "How does Stephen King just keep doing this?" And Stephen King goes, "Because I write." <laughs> He's, like that's wiener, all he does wiener, that, wiener, that's literally all he wiener. does George that's, R. Martin yeah, just got caught up in being a celebrity that he stopped writing and, and say what you want to about King's writing style specifically his his books but his movies generally translate pretty well sometimes sometimes that's uh, what I said, I said generally and I, 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 you know, his movies translating to film well is, you know, another subject. I, I, I think that has to do with the with the filmmakers in general, uh, not necessarily King, because he doesn't write a lot of those screenplays. Uh, right. This one he did though, and they they wanted from the outset from this to be this this tongue in cheek, campy, uh, genre film, but they also took it seriously they took their craft seriously and it shows all throughout every Mm -hmm. short Mm -hmm. there are one or two that i don't like and i'll probably skip next time i watch this film Mm -hmm. but am i mad that i watched it not at all but i i think the ones that i didn't like were the first one and the last one the the one with the bugs which was the final one i did not like i thought it was boring the first one, which was called Father's Day, which we could just tackle them one by one. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is probably the most boring one, aside from the Bugs one, because it doesn't do a whole lot, and the monster is really dumb. Yeah. Like he just wants his birthday cake, which I, I thought was funny, and I'm like, I'm not going to take anything away from that, because that, that was his unfinished business. But after that, then we started getting into the good shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 with Father's Day, uh, first, I, 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 this is where we start to get into Savini's craft because exactly. the monster looks incredible. He does, yeah. Uh, 
and uh, using the mealworms for maggots and things. And the mm-hmm. whole, the whole, uh, the entire short made me laugh because it's it so ridiculous. And I, I think that was the point. Is yeah, we're going to go heavy on the practical effects here and the tongue-in-cheek stupidity and very mm-hmm. light on substance and storytelling. And I mean, when, when, they're, when they're telling the backstory and the, and, the, and the dad is, I want my cake, and he's banging his cake right. on his chair. <laughs> you, you stupid bitch, I want my cake. <laughs> she hits him over the head with that marble ashtray, which that ashtray shows up in every single short. It does, I yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to that. But, uh, yeah, it... it this one was, in my opinion, probably the second worst, just because it kind of took too long to get to the zombie part, and with the ex- exception of the backstory, there wasn't a whole lot of substance to mm-hmm. any of it. Well, you, there is there is uh, Ed Harris dancing, which by which itself is... I right. did not know he was in this movie. I was like, wow, you look weird, man. This movie brought out some uh, stars for the time. I mean, this was a very... Before real... they were stars. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had... Well, Leslie Nielsen had already been well-established, and we'll get to his Yeah, but... Uh, well, I don't actually know. Uh, the Naked Gun movies weren't a thing yet. He, he, uh, was, established, he was established Cheers well before there. Cheers wasn't even on the air yet. Yeah. No, Nielsen was a, was a drama actor before. Exactly. People knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. Which we, let's get into that when we get to it, because I want to do this in order. Uh, okay. Our, our next one is... The, lo- uh, the Loathsome Death of Jordy Verrill. Yes. Yeah. With Starring Stephen King as a dumb hillbilly who uh, finds a meteor and gets infected with some plant life. And I, I like this one a lot. I did too. Stephen yeah. King. Stephen Me King too. can't act. Stephen King can't act for shit. So I feel like making him a dumb hillbilly actually complimented that. It did, did it not? Because he yeah. pulled it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I did, just listen to Stephen King say meteor shit. Was <laughs> <laughs> was buck teeth and uh, he's he's imagining he doesn't know anything. So he imagines the department of meteors. He's like, I'm going to get $200 for this. <laughs> well, a whole meteor will give you 50 bucks, $200, not a penny less. <laughs> yeah. And just the slow progression of the meteor shit, uh, turning him into a plant monster. It was, it was tragic, but I, it was a story that I really liked. Yeah, it did. It, it, and probably it, the shortest it, uh, of the short stories. It didn't last very yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah, the shortest think, of them. I think the crate, which is the longest, I think that one's around forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, uh, I was watching the uh, making of documentary for this movie, and uh, Savini said the whole, you know, the whole five months that they worked on this project, everything was great, everything went right, except for anything they tried to do on Stephen King. Right. <laughs> they said anything they tried to put on him didn't work. They couldn't get. They had green contacts just to go in his eye, and, his, and they wouldn't fit because he, he couldn't open his eye far enough. They had plant. They, they were supposed to have plant things on his fingers that actually grew. That never worked. Um, better whenever uh, whenever he's the plant buster in the end, he blows the head off with a shotgun. That's not mm-hmm. King in the costume. That's uh, Savini's seventeen-year-old uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which. Uh... Yeah, he didn't do a too bad a job, but his son, on the other hand, who played the little kid at the at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning, he was terrible. 
I mean, he's a child actor, and he probably doesn't have that much experience, but goddamn, you couldn't find anybody. No. No. Especially when you got uh, his dad played by Tom Atkins, who was just fantastic in <laughs> Halloween Three. Yeah, yes, that dude. Uh, the, the moment he slaps that kid in the fucking face, I knew I was in for a treat. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, because the and the mom's reaction just killed. It was like, oh, you didn't have to what hit him. <laughs> yeah, she she tried to find any way to get out of that. She was like, I think the windows open downstairs. <laughs> They're trying to escape the situation. Fuck this kid. <laughs> oh, man. Those were 80s parents for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so what, what's at- the, next, the, de- the next short was the uh, one with Nielsen, yes? And Ted Danson? Yes. And yes. Ted Danson. Uh, something to tide you over. Something to tide you over, yes. This is my favorite. This one is my favorite as well. Because not only is it a menacing story, but... Nielsen knocked it out of the park for it, this is this might be the second shortest it's it's not a very long short but god damn it when Leslie Nielsen's on screen as a bad guy he is killing it oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- people forget how good of an actor he really was yeah because of the naked gun <laughs> and he, moves and he really he really shows it in this yeah uh, and, and you know I was introduced to Leslie Nielsen through the naked gun mm-hmm so seeing him in this, uh, in this aspect as an actor was fascinating. I loved well, every second he was on screen. Yeah, my introduction to him also was a naked gun, and I remember watching him when I was a kid. My parents would watch him with me. They'd be like, you know, Nelson, Leslie Nielsen started as a serious actor and was almost always the antagonist. Um, mm-hmm. So that it was it was different for them to see him play, you know, the slapstick comedy role. As much as it was different for me to see him in this role, when I was introduced to him in the slapstick comedy. So, uh, but you're right; he, he was he was awesome. I mean, from 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 the get go, from the moment he's not he's he, the Ted Danson opens the door and he sticks his foot in it. He's from from the from from uh, kickoff. He is just so just vile and and evil mm-hmm. and uh, a, a complete fucking sociopath. Yeah, and there's there's little things they established in this short too, like hey, these connections are loose back here on this TV. I'm surprised you didn't notice a, de- a degradation in your picture quality. And mm-hmm. they play, and that all comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, not, correct is... me if I'm wrong. Uh, Ted Danson was sleeping with his wife. Yes. So he killed them. Yeah. So he he arranges for his wife to be buried up to her head, and the tide slowly drowns her and does the same thing to Ted Danson. They both come back as zombies. I think the reason I like this one the most is not just because of Nielsen and Ted Danson, but that is a horrible death to wish on anybody, and it's just so fucking hard to watch because I like it. Really was what, yes. It, it's it's just so nerve wracking. It's like goddamn, like mm-hmm. drowning is probably one of the least uh, ways or one of the least favorable ways I want to go out. So and ah. being buried and the tide is just slowly creeping up on you is terrifying. Yeah, and imagine, always, imagine you're you're buried up to your deck and you can't move, mm-hmm. and you're trying to fight but you can't move. I could not imagine the agony. There's and several, not to mention. There, no, go ahead. Not to mention the fact that Nielsen left a TV for Ted Danson to watch the same thing happen to the girl he was sleeping with was fucking sadistic. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've always um I've had several conversations with people over the years and you know, I've been asked a question on more than one occasion. What's one movie that you can give me that encompasses true horror? And I'm like, I can't name a movie, but I can name a part of a movie and it's this fucking short. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. yeah uh, this this is this is by far the most uh menacing and terrifying of all the shorts. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that really is it doesn't really have anything silly in it, does it? No, it's pretty no, serious. With the exception of the, the zombie, uh, the zombie the outfits the, were pretty uh, yeah. yeah. They look pretty bad, uh, which, uh, Not Savini's best work. <laughs> no. But also, maybe they were in a hurry, or the budget was one thing, but... Uh, sure. No, that yeah, was actually I, I, all... That was all toilet paper. Oh, was it? Uh, wow. Man. Yeah. Wow. But, uh... I'm I'm actually shocked I'd never seen this one because this is probably the one that I want to watch the most. Because I mentioned earlier I'd only seen one short, and it was actually the Stephen King one. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before, but I've only seen it once. I knew it was from Creepshow, I just never finished the actual movie. But had I known that this was what happened right after that, I'd have, I'd have seen this a long time ago. So, yes, A-plus for that one. Oh yeah, I, I could have watched an entire ninety-minute feature of just that story. Yeah, that absolutely. Been, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been definitely worth it. It's almost watch. like um, it's it's almost like an old serial, isn't it? You're 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 right in the middle of of what's going on right. whenever uh, it starts. And yep. wow, it, it, yeah, I, I applaud the uh, writing on that one and the direction and, but, and the editing. And, it, uh, well, I was going to say it's definitely the best written of the store of the shorts. Uh, it is not even close, really. Um, but like they basically packed a ninety-minute story into what was it? Maybe twenty, twenty-five minutes. Maybe um, it had to be. It, it had to be like ten, maybe, maybe yeah. fifteen, because it did you, not feel like for anything. You knew what his intentions were. You knew why he had said intentions, and that's <laughs> you didn't have to see the acts leading up to it. You just knew why he was doing this and it worked fine yeah there was no all you had to know was why because everybody's like all right i get it Mm -hmm. dude's fucking his wife i and correct me if i'm wrong seth you said you watched the making of this they were Mm -hmm. really i mean and obviously were but the female who i don't know who that was um and ted danson they were both like pretty much washing water into their faces while they were buried in sand the entire time that they were yeah, they So they couldn't do it on the actual surf because it's really dangerous. Yeah. So when they dug the hole, they dug it shallow enough to where they had a chair, mm-hmm. and then they put something around their neck, and then they sanded that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was then, obvious when he was patting it down when Ted Danson mm-hmm. was first got in the right. hole. I was like, yeah. I, I, I know what they're doing, but mm-hmm. it looks great. Yeah, and but but for the water, they built this uh, they built this contraption of boxes that have like mm-hmm. three different tiers, and they would fill it with water. And so the first set of waves was the low tier, and then they yeah. let, and then they fill up the second tier and let all that go, and then they let all three go. And mm-hmm. and, and, it, and they and they were just they were uh, filling it up with seaworater. They were just mm-hmm. doing it far away from the shore. Right, but still so the, the fact that they would were, actually get them. The the fact that they were buried to their necks and having water thrust into their face to shoot those scenes yeah that in and of itself is fucking outstanding and worth mentioning. And, the, and and the shot of, of ted dance's head uh which is in obviously an aquarium but sure yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah you know they had a scuba guy who would come down and give him air and then mm-hmm. you know so they could also, finish the shot that's another thing is like that 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 scene alone this this movie on several occasions 
likes to remind you that this is a comic book. Yep. Yep. Well, this, oh, that, this, that's that's something I, I was I was going to touch on is that these transitions from uh, drawing and animation to the actual live action shot are fucking sublime. Yeah, they're this is so some, well done. This is out. I mean, taking away the dead trilogy or whatever you want to call, this is probably <laughs> um, Romero's best work. I can see that, yeah. I, I think it's my favorite thing I've ever seen Romero make. Oh, no. With day, the exception day, of Day of the Dead? Day, day is still up there. And night. Yeah, for, day, you know, aesthetic that, purposes. Yeah, but Day is his opus. Of course. As well as Savini's. And, yes. But this, the, uh, Creepshow is also the only film of his that was ever number one at the box yep. office. Yep. Yeah, this movie did very well at the box office. Very well. Yeah, I think it made, uh, like, 20-something million on an $8 million budget. Yeah. Which, right, so, you know, doesn't sound like much, but it's a horror film. In 1982. Yeah. So up next is The Crate. And this one kind of drags. This is the longest one. It is. Yeah. And it, it is my favorite one, but for completely differently. <laughs> I just I just like monsters in my horror movies, man. And this is a great little monster. I mean, it's almost... Like, it doesn't even need to be there. Because for a lot of it, it's not. It's just dealing with this guy and his bitchy wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Billy. <laughs> God, no, his, her. His, his fantasies of killing her are wonderful. They yes, really they are. are. Especially when he shoots her and everybody just applauds. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't... That This one's hard because... It's long, but there's not a lot of substance to it. Like, the the longest short has the least substance to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, they, essentially... they, they, they had to establish these these two people as, you know, uh, hating each other, basically. This guy hates his wife, and then he mm-hmm. finds a, a way to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, this this they could have cut probably ten minutes off of this, yeah. and it would have been fine. This one does have the best makeup effects in uh, the entire movie. Um, when the mm. monster's like biting the neck of the guy yeah. and claws and then yeah. slams his head up against the wall and claws his face, that was that looked great. Looked great. And the uh, the monster itself looks wonderful. It does. Yeah, and I like how they never explain what it is. You don't need to know. No. You <laughs> no, just need to know it's a mo- you just need to know it's a hungry monster inside a fucking crate that likes to eat people. All right, what's cool. funny is what's also funny is uh, so dude gets rid of his wife, he gets the monster to eat her, and he throws the crate into this body of water, and the monster just breaks out. Like you couldn't have done that this whole time. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't even try. No, no. But... <laughs> I, I I will say though that this short has my favorite line. Whenever the monster eats Billy. And then uh, I forget what she says, but he when he comes out of the room, he says, "Why don't you just get him to call you Billy?" <laughs> I fucking die yep. laughing. So I mean, she was like, she was like, and you're absolutely terrible and bad. When's the last time you got it up, Frank? <laughs> that, oh my yeah. god, that's I I don't know why that, that just that woman just pissed me off so much when she did that, but uh, I. 
Was it a great line? Sure, but I still I'm still partial to meteor shit. Yeah, meteor shit's great. <laughs> meteor but, um, shit. Meteor shit. No, no one else gonna pull that line off but King. Nope. Um, you and, know, and, I, I, I disliked this woman, but I, I, I loathed her when I watched her pour bourbon into a glass of fucking milk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And, and, co- and coincidentally, for the monster that's in this short, this is the most, I guess you could say, talked about or referenced short in the film, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of sad, really, because the other one, it's not, it's my favorite, but it's definitely not the best one. I'll, you know, I admit that. Um, and the fact that it's the only one that's ever really in detail or at length talked about, um, it's kind of disappointing. That's weird. <laughs> Maybe I, because I, I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't heard about this short from hardly anybody. I think I hear more people talk about the Stephen King one or the Leslie Nielsen one. Oh, that's interesting. Not a lot right, of people right. in my company talk about the crate. <sighs> So the next one is <laughs> they they creep up on you or something like that. Yeah, they creep up on you. Or oh, this one, a huge like the biggest germaphobe you've ever seen in your entire life. But yeah, he lives. This, in... one, this one is just gross. Yeah, I, I, my favorite That's line. One reason of this I one, hated it. My favorite line in this one: I grew up in Hell's Kitchen. I know what to do with a bug when I see it. <laughs> it's like, what does one have to do with the other? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not only is it gross, uh, for quite a bit of it, it's boring. Probably just because it takes place in this one sterile white room with no personality mm-hmm. whatsoever, and this dude just being an asshole to people over the phone. It's not fun to watch, I think. Yeah. I think... That, and, I think and- I th- I think what they were trying to do with this one was establish how much of a fucking asshole this guy is, and then when he gets his just when he gets his up and comings, you're supposed to feel a sense of joy. But I just kind of didn't. I was like, oh, I didn't either. oh, that's great. Yeah, because like three different times throughout this entire uh, movie series, everybody was getting their comeuppance. Like two shorts before did that already so you're not surprising me with this we know what's going to happen dude's right. going to be a dick to people and it he's going to get his comeuppance yep and th- cool. this one's this one's short and you know it takes place in this one room because this this short was originally uh, the studio wanted to cut it right and uh Romero and them fought for it and the production service yeah we could do this it's, it's i could do i could do this room for really cheap uh it won't cost a whole lot and uh, they were going to originally get real New York cockroaches, mm-hmm. uh, but Romero said that when he found out they were fifty cents a roach, that's wow. a lot of ro- that's a lot of money. That's a so lot of they went money. To, they went to a, I, I, I forget the name of the country they went to, but they took these entomologists and they found these cockroaches that live in guano, and uh-huh. so they would they they would dig this hole in the guano, they would turn the light out. And then they would turn it back on, and it would be filled. And so they put them in a bucket, and then turn it off again, and just keep. They brought like eighteen thousand cockroaches back, and then put them in this trailer they bought at the sound studio. That they the sound studio was this old gymnasium, and they, so they put it in the sound studio, and they bred them in this trailer. And they said like probably half of them escaped. Oh, I'm sure they couldn't contain them all. I'm <laughs> That's sure. fucked up, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> that but, could have almost been in the movie. 
But this, this, <laughs> this um, when the lead actor in this short, whose name escapes me, when e- e- they, G something, he's he's the dad from uh, Easy Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they make the dummy composite of him to have the roaches mm-hmm. come up through, that was mm-hmm. excellent makeup and practical yeah. effects. I mean, it looked yeah. like him. Yeah, it did. And they they uh, they come from the mouth. They had this like funnel that they would like shoot them up through. Mm-hmm. Um, but Romero, or not Romero, was uh, Savini said he was burnt out, and he couldn't figure out how to get them to come through the chest. Yeah. And uh, Romero said, "Why don't you just cut a hole and then cover it with toilet paper and, and put makeup on it?" And that's what they did. So they're they're yeah. actually feeding because he had tubes that were shooting blood up through it. Right, and so it would soak the toilet paper, and they ate through the toilet paper, and blah, 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 there they go. It was very effective because it was disgusting. Um, yep, but still not enough to save the actual short itself because it's a very boring short, and I it, it's by mm-hmm. far my least favorite. Yeah, th- this one is by far just shock value. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's just let's let's just gross people out. It was. Yeah, it, that's it, all it, this it, was. It was just Savini saying, "Let me flex for about twenty minutes and call it a day." Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, it it's it, it it starts off pretty bad. Then it peaks in the middle, and then it just goes kind of downhill after that. The whole movie itself, I would like I said, I would probably only watch the middle three ever again. Maybe not the crate. So maybe just uh, uh, Stephen King and Ted Danson ones. I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm a little disappointed. I'd give it about a B minus C plus. It's a solid B movie. It's a quintessential yeah. B horror movie. That's what it is. This is this is something that I think will be a regular for me uh, every Halloween. Uh, I I I adore this. Yeah, uh, I, I think I would watch all of them again because there's there's so much there's so much uh, carry over like just aspects of the craft of filmmaking that go through the whole thing, mm-hmm. like the the the. the uh, the panels that they put behind characters uh, during reaction shots that you know, yeah. just backlit. Yeah. And uh, when certain things happen, just the primary red and blue colors that happen, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it really makes it, they really lean into making it look like a comic book. Yeah. Uh, these, just these reaction colors. And it's, 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 it's just, it's just interesting to look at. Um, and this, this movie did spawn a sequel, Creep Show Two, which not as popular is, in my opinion, equally as adorable. So Seth, you might want to check that one out as well. I, I've I've heard Creep Show Two was really bad. It's <clears throat> it's not great, but if you like the, if you love this one, it has the spirit of this one, but mm-hmm. not as well. Um, I, I'm, I I'm assuming that Romero and them were not involved not a, in this. I I don't know if Romero was involved in the second one. I know Savini was, and mm-hmm. maybe um, oh who's who's uh, Nicotero, um, but yeah, it, it's it's not as flushed out as this one is. It's more just you know flexing practical effects. There's not a lot of substance to it. Okay, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's more Romero's of a horror not... movie than this one is. Yeah, Romero's not on the list of. Uh... Anything. Apparently Stephen King is in it. It doesn't say if he penned it or not. Right. Uh, No, the screenplay was done by Romero and somebody else. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. 
it's it's fun. It's a fun time. You won't enjoy it as much okay. as you enjoy this one, but it's still a fun time, and I recommend checking that out at least once. Okay, I probably will. Uh, you know, and you know, I, I've I think I'm starting to find my find my niche in this genre. Yeah, uh, I love the campy shit. Uh, I think it's fantastic, especially when you, there's some passion behind the craft. And I, I love, I also love the things like Hellraiser and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those those types of movies that are just nightmares on screen. You like you uh, like the art, you like the artistic, the very artistic aspects of the horror genre and people that explore that. Yeah, I I, I, I like to see. I like to see how creative these filmmakers are, and I think that's something that's very, very underappreciated uh, by a majority of of film goers in this genre yeah. is just the sheer creativity and dedication to craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of when that actually uh, has to do with the fact that, and uh, I, th- I think even Savini says it. He's like, usually the lower the budget, the more creative we have to get. So exactly. When you have yeah. a low budget horror film. That's them being forced to be creative because they have to save money, and usually it ends up working in their favor. So, yeah. uh, you know, Hellraiser, they even admitted they ran out of money. So when uh, they're at the end when Kirstie's closing the box and that animation lightning is around them, that's hand-drawn by Barker. Yeah. Because they ran out of money to animate that. So yeah. they have to get creative when you have no money, and I feel like that's usually where horror movies shine the brightest. And it's a lost mm-hmm. art nowadays because now they just slap some CGI overlays on it and don't yeah. really give a shit about the artistry. That's like this 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 film that we're talking about now. Make no mistake, it, it is a work of art, um, as is Hellraiser, but for two completely different reasons. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Creepshow is just your. It, it's it's just wonderful camp, and it I, is. I, I couldn't yeah. appreciate it more. Right. All right. It's, it's, so, uh, it's what Hall- it's what Halloween is supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be silly and fun, and 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 you know just something for the whole. You you can let your kids watch this. That's how. Yeah. That's and, how good and, this is. And it's an anthology series, and you don't get a lot. Of, I I I don't oh. think I've seen a horror anthology movie since this one. And if I did, I can't remember it. There's something called VHS, but it said paranormal in the description, so I skipped it. No, uh, v- yeah. all right, yeah, VHS is anthology, but it's actually it's found footage. It's found footage. And oh, it's, that's, that's, oh that's the worst. That's worse. And it's in <laughs> subtitles because it's Spanish. So, see, okay, but yeah, this movie actually surprisingly reminded me so much because uh, I know it was inspired by. They they definitely grew up with it. It just reminded me of Tales from the Crypt, and I was like, you know what, this is. Yeah. It's, it's almost like I was watching that, but yeah. more campy and fun, much like Demon Knight. Well, Tales right. well, of the Crypt was an EC comic. Yeah, right. I know. That's what yeah. I said. They they were definitely inspired by it. Uh, it but Tales from the Crypt was more... It was kind of darker. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Uh, their movies... Well, let's forget Bordello of I Blood. There was, nothing, there was nothing dark about Bordello of Blood. It had Dennis no. Miller in it for fuck's sakes. He was the lead. Okay. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so that tells you anything. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I actually like it a lot. But, I, uh, it's it, when when it, when when it follows Demon Knight. It's like okay, how'd you go from this to this? 
Because let's be honest, mm. Demon, Knight's, Demon Knight is a modern horror classic. Um, make no mistake. All right. Yeah. We're tangenting. Yep. All right. So uh, my pick next week, I guess. Yes. Yeah. What do you got? St- sticking with the uh, theme of the month, we're going to cover the new Hellraiser film. We're going to do it, guys. I, I was going to ask if we were going to cover that. Yep. We basically have to. And what's funny yep. is you really didn't have to make that your pick. I, 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 that was, I assumed. Right. Yeah, I because we, be, because well, we also well, have to do Halloween Kill or Halloween Ends. Yep. Yeah, we do. We do. So, oh, that right, comes out so, what next week? Uh, this week. Comes yeah. out on the fourteenth. So, so let's do let's do those two next week. It'll be a two for Hellraiser and Halloween. What a perfect night of Halloween horror month. I mean, you got oh, two, you got you got two of the biggest franchises in the genre, and we're going to talk about them both on the same night because they both decided to make a comeback. Yep, and it's either going to be really good. Are really bad, and if you want to bring your friend back that covered uh, Halloween with us last year, I'm here for it. He he is in. We will have our good friend Kanan back. Uh, he helped us review a couple of the Halloween films, so we're gonna have mm-hmm. him. We're gonna bring him back for that one. And I know what my pick is gonna be, and I'm excited about it because I I I have only seen it once, and it was so long ago you could basically say I haven't seen it because I forgot everything about it. I I think we have time for one more after your pick, Dasher. I want to cover the original slasher. Psycho. I want to do Psycho. All right. Ooh. Okay. okay. I've seen it once, and it's a very Same. long time ago. Yeah, me very too. Long once. Time. I think I, mean, I, I was I, I, maybe I, sixteen. I know the Ugh. scenes that everybody knows, and that's about it. There's only like two scenes that everybody knows. I mean, the rest is just a fog to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember but, shit uh, about it, so I, cool, I, I, that... I want to. I want to know, being the fan I am now. I saw it when I wasn't that big of a fan, so I want to know: is this a classic, or are we just overhyping it because it set in motion the things that we're used to now? Agreed. And if mm. that's how we choose to close out Halloween Horror Month, I'm not mad at it at all. Well, let's see. Yeah. Well, actually, technically. The 31st is a Monday, and that will be Seth's pick. So, yeah. so, so Seth gets the pick on Halloween. That's wow. true. Oh, I, what I gotta, an honor, I gotta, sir. I got to think about this one. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, I just looked at the calendar. I'm like, Seth gets gets away with it by the skin of his teeth. Yep. <laughs> he gets one more. Literally the day of, so yeah. Up, oh, fun. This better be fucking good. Yep. yep. Oh, man. I love, no pressure, guys. Not at all. If anything, all. why don't you just submit a list of suggestions to us of things you haven't seen, and we'll pick the best one. I mean, we're trying, we're trying to get him to, to watch movies he hasn't seen. Just submit a selection of movies you haven't seen to us, and we'll pick the better one. Well, okay. I, t- I told I told him when he was in town, I was like, I hope Seth picks a movie he's never seen, and I also kind of hope Seth picks a movie that none of us have ever seen. Which, in this genre, is going to be hard for him, because it's, gotta be, it's, it's, it's us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Agreed. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to find something. All right. All right. I'm you've excited. Got, you've got. All right. You've got three weeks or two weeks. Yep. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>